welcome to The Influenced Podcast. I'm Ella Dace, a social media manager and fashion designer. And I'm Bart Dace, a businessman by day, but more importantly, Ella's insta-husband. <laughs> Together, we run a social media company called Ella Bazaar Creative. We're here to talk about the social business world and the power of influence, how we learn from some and give to others. Welcome back to another episode. I hope you are all staying safe and well and not getting too much cabin fever. I am joined today by my beautiful friend, Brooke, who is social media queen. You would have seen her all over Instagram, all over the news as well. She loves popping up on Channel 9 frequently and she's joining us today to talk about how you can update your Instagram strategy to stay relevant and keep posting so that your business can get through this shitty time. <laughs> Hello. Oh, what an intro. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much for making time to chat with me today. Always got time for you, girlfriend. Always, always. Thank you. (laughs) Um, Can you tell the listeners that don't know about you, which I'm sure there's not many, but can you tell them a little bit about yourself? (laughs) So my background story began in the small business world actually as event management. So I originally started an event management and planning business, which was called Villa Management. And that was probably five years ago now. And as a lot of people I think can relate to once they start a small business, especially if you've come from working in a really busy office, it's actually really lonely. And you go from, yeah, seeing people all day, every day to seeing nobody. So I learned about this whole networking thing, which I actually never knew existed before I started my business. And I thought, okay, well, I'm going to go along to a networking event and like meet some people. So I did that when I was probably six months into running the event business. And at the time, um, social media was like... (laughs) relatively new, but new enough that nobody was teaching it. Companies were only offering social media management, but I was actually doing all of my own social media to grow my business and also to grow and run and sell tickets to the events that I was producing. And so I went along to this little networking brekkie and we had to go around the room and everyone had to share their biggest struggle in business. And every single person other than me said social media. And I was like, absolutely mind blown. And they said, well, who's managing your social media? Because it's really good. And I was like, I'm just doing it myself. Mm -hmm. Like I'm flattered. You think it's good. It's really, really easy to do it. Like I can show you how to do it yourself. And so I started off with just a little workshop, just six people in my apartment and just said, come over and I'll show you what I did on my accounts because I guarantee you if you can run a business, you can do this on your own accounts. And I thought, 
if I could do one of those workshops a month and actually get results for people, um, that would be awesome for them because they were getting results and it would be awesome for me because I was meeting six people a month. And I don't know, word just started spreading really fast. I think everyone was sharing the results that they were getting on their own from coming to these little workshops. And I just couldn't put workshops on fast enough to how many inquiries I was getting at this point. Um, Yeah, it was so crazy. So I went from like teaching one workshop a month to teaching like five workshops a week. Then I started consulting. Then I started getting asked to actually like speak at events and do like corporate training. Then I got asked to start writing Instagram strategies for people. Then obviously came sort of over East and international opportunities. Obviously I'm summing up five years in like one sentence, but it all just grew from there. And it just is so crazy to me that that all just began. And I always think if I never went to that networking event, would I still would no, I exactly. be doing this? I love that story as well because it just shows yeah. that it doesn't happen overnight as much as people think that I'm going to get my strategy and I'm just going to do it and it's going to work straight away. It's something that you have to keep working at and it evolves as your audience's wants and needs, obviously they changed over the years. So you evolved your business and kept up with what they need so that you kept growing as well. Totally. I think if you can always keep the customer as your leading Mm -hmm. point of focus, what are their problems? How can I solve their problems? How can I serve them? How can I find solutions to their their problems? Your business will kind of naturally evolve. And if you're open to that, I think that's what differentiates like a business that will grow quickly and change with the times and adapt to the times and a business that will struggle to grow yeah, or get exactly. left behind. And that's going to be a really good segue into what we're going to talk about today. <laughs> that was not, <laughs> not even. So you're just so good at talking. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. <laughs> okay. So obviously we are all struggling a little bit. And I love how you've been doing your lives on Instagram and in your private membership community on Facebook as well. And you've been really trying to help everyone as much as possible. So today, Brooke is going to give you some of her tips (laughs) on how you can adjust your Instagram strategy so that your business can keep up and keep growing as well. You don't have to slow down you can, there are new problems that you can be solving, right? Absolutely. I think what people forget is the hard, well, what I believe to be the hardest part about business and what I know is the struggle for most of my customers is getting customers. That's the hardest part about business. So we're in a, a new unprecedented time that Um, we probably will never see again in our lifetime. But the thing to remember is even if the way that you serve your customers has needed to adapt or been potentially even put on hold just temporarily, you still have customers there. So you're still ahead of the pack. It's just that now you've got to find different ways to serve them. And I was doing quite a lot of reading the other day and one of the ladies that I was um, reading her article that she had written was that now is the time where you have everybody's attention. 
now like we have never had this Mm -hmm. ever in the history of the world where Mm -hmm. you literally have everybody Mm -hmm. at your fingertips looking at their phones waiting for you to be there Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah I love that yeah no but it's so true and every day I look and um Instagram's like usage usage is up 20 percent and then next day it's up 30 percent today it's up 40 percent so just like you said people are literally waiting to have their problems solved they're waiting for someone to lead. They're waiting for someone to break through as an industry leader. And I think this is the time when businesses can really take it to the next level if you don't get caught up in all of the, like, memes and sharing all of that sort of content and, and you keep focusing on solving your customers' problems. This is where you can rise above your competitors. While all your competitors are in panic mode, this is your opportunity to remain calm, remain solution focused, and exactly. take it to the and next level. They have people have to remember that some of the biggest businesses have come out of a recession. Like Airbnb came out of the last one and I'm pretty sure so did Slack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I was reading about, um, like Albert Einstein created his, was it Albert Einstein created like f- electricity or something? There's like a meme floating around at the moment about it during the latest recession, <laughs> uh, not latest, the last, <laughs> definitely not the latest, but yeah, you, if you can stay calm and remain yeah. focused right now, because you don't have the distraction of the rest of the world because everyone's locked at home, you really can create without sounding cheesy, you really can create something quite magic at, at the moment. And this will probably be the last time in our lifetime exactly. that we'll get this opportunity. They say that when you're in a crisis, Mm -hmm. that is when people become the most creative so yeah Mm -hmm. I do as well I mean I'm not saying that I was in a crisis when I moved here to Adelaide but you know I was definitely (laughs) in a really hard spot and it it really pushed me to be creative (laughs) so (laughs) where there is an obstacle (laughs) when there's an obstacle there's definitely a way to push through There definitely is. Oh my god, that's the funniest. What if but if Bart's listening? No, more so in the fact that you, like we were moving to a new city and I was on my own working from home and everything that people are now experiencing, all of those new feelings of being by yourself all day, every day. And you don't have mm-hmm. the option. I've done that. And I got it. through it. I'm proof. I'm living don't proof it. that we'll get yeah. through. <laughs> that is amazing. You are. <laughs> well done to you. Well done. <laughs> so how can people adapt their strategy? All right. So I think first things first, there's no point me teaching you about what to share on Instagram if you have a business right now and you don't know how to sell. So I want to first go through a bunch of options that you can explore. I I would hope that by now the pandemonium, if you've had no choice but to close your doors or no choice but to halt the traditional way of you doing business has settled. I I feel like that by the time this goes to air, the dust of that will have settled. So now it's about 
time if you haven't already to pick yourself up and look at the options that you have available to serve your customer. So we're going to go through a couple of different okay. options now. So, um, delivery options. So if your customer would normally purchase items in store or direct from you, then you need to look at delivery options to promote direct to their door. That was option one. Option number two is encouraging postponement. So if you're in, especially the events industry, can you contact any of your customers that perhaps just cancelled outright and say, well, look, can we give you this opportunity to postpone instead? Um, and perhaps you'd like to entice them with some sort of bonus or some sort of discount. Then you've also got the option of gift vouchers. So this is option number three to create and start promoting these gift vouchers and incentivize, incentivize them that when you reopen your doors, if your customers purchase one of these vouchers, they will get priority booking because hair salons, nail salons, anyone in beauty, anyone in skin, everything is going to go nuts when we're mm -hmm. allowed outside again. And I think if your customers can know that they are a priority, um, because you've got to remember as well, when everything books out with people's normal, um, services, they're going to start looking at brand new services. So this is an opportunity to reach new clients that perhaps never would have come to you, but are coming to you because their normal service provider is going to be immediately booked out for the next four months. So if you can start promoting those vouchers um, with the first priority booking for when you do reopen, I think that's going to be a really, really big, um, a big difference for businesses, but it also yeah. creates some cash flow now. Um, then obviously the option of exploring and promoting online services and online courses. So if you're a business that relied on face-to-face -face meetups, then move what you can online and just keep going as you were. So you've got FaceTime, you've got WhatsApp, you've got videos, you've got Zoom. Um, you can open an online store. You can join an online marketplace or you can start looking into creating an online course. So if you own a business, it doesn't matter what you do, whether your product or service or branding or whatever, you're an expert at something because that's what you're charging for. You're charging for your expertise. So look into creating an online course because there are so many people right now that are exploring side hustles or, you know, people that may have been laid off from their job that are looking at, well, when this all turns around, can I create a side business so that I've got an extra income stream? Should I ever lose my full-time job again? And there's going to be a really massive influx of people that are looking to learn different skills and looking how to start businesses online. So if you can teach that now, then there's a market for you to sell to. So there's a bunch of different options people can start exploring um, to start generating some cash flow. And you know what? I've even gone down to my lo local cafe. They're still open. Obviously, they're doing takeaway. And they're actually getting busier, mm -hmm. which is good because mm. people around them are closing or mm. well, they have to close, so they are actually getting busier. So mm, I think there's a lot yeah. of community spirit now as well. Um, that people are really getting behind their local businesses and really reflecting on, I guess, yeah. what they're missing out on um, and realising that, well, if I don't get behind these guys now, 
they, you know, it's almost a selfish thing. Like if I don't support them now, when I then need their service, exactly. they're like, not going to be there anymore. A good example of this is I just bought some beautiful tops from Chachi in Northbridge, a little little boutique that always helped me out with styling for my photo shoots. And I love all of mm. their stuff. So I was like, but this is my excuse to True. go support yeah. them. You can't be mad. <laughs> totally. Totally. No, it is a good opportunity to do that. And just to realize that yeah, they are relying sure. on you. Like when, when everyone keeps sharing this message, like we'll get through this together. That's, that's what it means for a small business. Like they're relying on their customers and people that have helped them out to stay afloat so that when everything turns around, they're still yeah, there exactly. to keep serving. So, Okay, so now that we've worked out a way to give you something to promote, now we have to look at adapting your content on Instagram Mm -hmm. so it still stays relevant, right? So I think the biggest key here is to stay consistent. Um, Don't just stop posting. I think what people need to remember is whatever your followers followed you for before corona, that value hasn't changed. They're still following you for that value. So yes, you may need to adapt the way that you speak about your products or services that are now on offer or how you can help people. But the bulk of your content shouldn't really be Mm -hmm. selling anyway. Um, It should be focused on again, delivering value and delivering solutions. And if you can really work out now how you can ramp up that relationship building by using more educational content now more than ever, um, getting on stories, getting on IGTV, getting on lives um, to really increase your brand awareness, but also also to start attracting new potential customers with that valuable content. And, and that's how you're going to get ahead right now. So, There is no time anymore to say, oh, no, I'm too scared to do a live because you've got to follow, I guess, in these circumstances, you've got to follow what the market is doing and the market is looking to be entertained. The market is looking to have their problems solved. So if you can get ahead with a live or get ahead with IGTV how-to videos solving problems, that's where you're going to see a massive boost in your following and then ultimately and a video boost in content your right now is being consumed so much more than any other content the last the last 3 months totally. TikTok has been the most downloaded app worldwide and last year it was in mm-hmm. the top 10 mm-hmm. but if you look at the top 10 apps that have been downloaded for the last 3 months six last time I checked six of them were all video so it was like Netflix Disney Plus, mm-hmm. YouTube, TikTok, Snapchat, Instagram, all video apps. Mm-hmm. So you can create the same message and just repackage it so that you don't have to think of new ideas all the time because you have to be solving your customers' problems. Just recreate it for different platforms. And spread it everywhere. Totally, totally. So a couple of <laughs> Spread it everywhere. A couple of weeks ago, <laughs> spread it like Corona. Oh is God. that appropriate to say or is it too soon? 
Um, <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, I, how did this begin? Oh, so I did a story and on the story I gave, I used a poll sticker and I gave my followers two options. And I said, do you want to learn how to get more followers or do you want to learn how to get more engagement? So that was on a story. All of my community voted and they voted for engagement. So I was like, right, cool. I'll write 10 tips how to increase your engagement. And then I was like, you know what? I've got an opportunity here to really repurpose this content. So what I actually did was I did the tips as Instagram stories and I went through each one of the engagement tips and explained it in a bit more detail. So I let that roll for 24 hours. Then once it was no longer live on my story, I did a post with all of the DMs that I was getting in response to those tips saying, oh my God, tried this, it worked, here's my results. So I did a post on my feed sharing all of the results because that's my proof that what I'm teaching works. And then below I shared just a summary of the tips in like bullet point form and then said, do you guys want me to share this as an IGTV? to which people responded yes. Then I took all of the videos from my story and chunked them together. It was a total of eight minutes and I created an IGTV with that. Now in the IGTV description, you can add a link. So I provided a really, really, really valuable IGTV video. And then I said, for more free training, click here. And then that link was actually linking them into my sales funnel. So from one idea, I created five bits of content that by the time they'd gone through all of that content, it was so valuable to solving their problems right now because everyone right now is complaining that their engagement has decreased because there's so many more people on the platform. So I went straight in with a problem solve with a solution to a problem, repurposed it five times to really, really show that I know what I'm talking about. I provided testimonials of results to prove that well, people are actually getting results from this and then got them into my sales funnel all off one original it, piece it's of so content. Good how you can do that. Like that, that's amazing. And also because that like the same people that might watch your story or might see your post, they might not all see all of those five bits of content as well. Totally. Cause it all happened. So not over everyone is watching everything you, know? you do all the time. So that's why it is so important to repeat yourself and say the same thing so that your message does get across the line and you can reach more people. Totally. And then I, last weekend, I shared that IGTV to my story because you can do a swipe up link from, even if you've got less than 10K followers, you can do a swipe up link in your story to any IGTV video, IGTV video, and got even more people into my database from it because I believe I shared that on a Sunday and the original five pieces of content were shared over a Monday to Friday. So again, reaching uh, my followers, but a different chunk of my followers at a different time on the weekend. It's genius. (laughs) All again from one idea. So there is no reason that every single person listening cannot copy that strategy. 
you need to give two options. So right now think about what are the problems that your customer is having? Think of the two main problems they are having right now. Put it on your story with a poll. What do they want the answer to first? And yeah. then move and it I forward. I literally from do there. that for my YouTube videos. I'll take something that I've written for a caption and then I'll repurpose that into YouTube and then repurpose that into IGTV. And that's how your message gets across. Totally. Totally. And it ensures that you are staying on track with your content. It ensures that you are remaining solution focused. It ensures engagement with your community and it ensures your relevancy to what's going on in the world right now. So it's literally like, no, you can't get it wrong. I love that. That was great. Right. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, okay. And then let's move on to making some Mm -hmm. updates to your bio. So if, again, if you've had to update the way your business operates, don't forget about updating your bio area because it may not no longer be relevant. And your bio area is still the first thing that people read when new followers land on your account or new potential followers land on your account. So, um, for example, with the social club community, we really updated, um, that bio to really stress the fact that it is online training, work from home, online training, because right now everyone's at home, right? So it's about, again, remaining as relevant as you can. So in your bio area, you've got a couple of options. So you've got your headline, which is, um, the bold line that actually says name next to it. If you go to edit profile, so you've got 30 characters to use in that, um, headline and you want to ensure that you use keywords that your potential customer would be searching for if they didn't know that your business existed. So for example, we share Instagram tips and training. So in our headline, even though our account name is social club community, we use the words Instagram tips and training in that headline so that if people are searching for Instagram tips and training but they don't know the social club community exists, we will still come up in the search results. So make sure you're taking advantage of that. And if you need local customers, make sure that you've got your local city or suburb in there as well. Again, you've only got 30 characters to use, so you might have to get creative. You may change it a couple of times, but whatever you do, just make sure you haven't just repeated your account name because you're losing really good opportunity real to be discovered. So it is prime real estate. Do not waste yeah. that opportunity. Do not waste. And then also the call to action and the link in your bio as well. Um, has the way you served your customers change? Did they used to come into your shop and now you need them to shop online? So maybe you want to take the address off and really encourage them to click the link in your bio and you want to make sure that that bio link takes them straight to your online shop. So think about what is the action you want people to take after they consume your content? Where, where do you want them to go after that? And make sure you're telling them what to do with a clear call to action in your bio and then make sure that your web link or your phone number or your text or whatever action you want them to take is updated so it is relevant to how and you're serving your some, customers. Some of the biggest mistakes I see 
with people is that they try to make their bio too fluffy and they use these words that Mm. when you read it, you're like, what do you do? What is your business? I have no idea. It's so true. Isn't that the worst when someone, when someone has nothing in their bio that relates to what they do and you, you kind of, well, not kind of, you lose trust in them before you even had trust because you're like, "Eh, a lot of people just don't know what to put there. And they think it's like a dating profile. And it's like, this is what you Mm -hmm. need to know about me when that is, you know, it's, it's a business. It's how, how do you want this person to buy from you? How do you want them to be your customer? How are you going to solve their problems? I was doing this for a client the other day. I changed her bio and literally the next day she was getting inquiries just because she changed a few words. It's, it is. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, it's actually mind-blowing. You have to be specific, clear, and don't use words that your audience is not using. Don't use big words. Don't use fluffy words. Just clear and to the point just clear and try if you can mm-hmm. to use bullet points mm-hmm. not long sentences yes yes easier to exactly. read mm-hmm. amazing what else you got all right so what have we done we've done content we've done bio okay so let's move on to engagement then so I never used to be a fan of the voice message. I found it quite um, an invasion of my personal space. <laughs> I love it. However, I think now, now is, and also because I used to always check my DMs when I was on the treadmill and it would stop my music oh, yeah. to have to listen to voice messages and I wouldn't have a record of of, you know, what was said, because what I like to do is purely selfish reasons. But if I'm on the treadmill and I've got something in a DM and I need to action it, I would screenshot it and email it to myself. I can't screenshot and email (laughs) myself a voice note, can I? No. But now I have noticed that when you're connecting with customers and you're just checking in, it's not business, it's relationship building. How are you going? How, how, how are you during all of this? I think a voice message goes a very, very, very long way and a lot further than a text. And I've definitely noticed people responding in a way of like, wow, like, I can't believe you've actually sent this. Like I've, I, I feel so special that you care about me enough to send a voice message. So I think right now people are looking for certainty. They're looking for reassurance and you can hear that in somebody's voice, especially coming from a brand. So if you can send voice messages to your clients just to check in and say how they are and ask how they are, it's going to make a real difference to them either retain you retaining them as clients for when you reopen or just the way they feel about your brand which is really really important right now messages i love it yes do you it's like someone's left me a voicemail (laughs) it's like that call and they've left me a message yeah it is it is. And do you know what has been funny for me during this time as well? Like, you know me, I always reply to messages. I always have. But I think because I'm getting quite a lot of new followers at the moment and I send a message and I'm like arguing with people that I'm not a bot at the moment because everyone's like, 
Brooke wouldn't have responded that fast. And then I send them a photo of myself sitting in my dressing gown on my couch. And they're like, oh my God, it's actually you now. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> if you send a voice message, then no. they know it's you. And you, you can't then copy and paste a voice Absolutely. message to everyone. It has to be sent. Yeah, that's right. It yeah. just feels personal. And, and everyone wants to feel, you know, every customer wants to feel like they're getting a personal level of service. Um, and it, it's really going to make a difference right now if you can deliver that personal level of service because not every brand yeah, will do I it. I totally agree. Yep, yep. So they're really like, they're really my best tips covering how you can stand out and get ahead right now, um, despite what you do, despite how your business has been impacted. I think there's no reason that every business can't grow on Instagram during this time. I think if so, and I think those tips. if you don't, if you are a business that stops posting altogether, you are the ones that are going to lose out the most during this time because when Ooh, we come back totally. and everything's starting to get back to normal you'll have to fight with all of these people for attention again whereas right now mm-hmm. right now is the time mm-hmm. to get on there and post absolutely and i think as well there's a lot of people un like mass unfollowing mm. at the moment too because they're spending so much more time on the platform that if they continue to see irrelevant content, they're a lot more brutal right now. So once again, if you can, you know, a a meme about Corona every now and again is all well and good, but if you can keep it to valuable content, you're going to ensure that you capture and retain the attention of your followers versus just becoming another meme account, sharing another Corona meme and, and losing their interest because it's one that yeah. they've seen and also just times trying to lift the positive vibes, not always posting about mm, Corona hey. all the time, but try Like people aren't on Instagram to know or like want more information about it. They'll go to the news they're not on Instagram for that. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think as well, you know, this is your opportunity to really prove to your customers that you won't be affected by anything external in the world, that you will remain calm, that you will remain focused, that you will stay on track, that you will keep serving them. And you're confident in doing that. And ultimately your confidence in your content is going to give them confidence in your product or service. doesn't matter what it is that you sell. And that's what you need yes, to exactly. make sales. At the end of the day, that's what we all need to do. We need to keep going because we need to keep getting sales. That's yeah. right. That's right. Well, I love all of those tips and hopefully you've inspired a few people to get their act together and go do it. So too. Um, and if anyone listening has any questions or things that we didn't cover, please feel free to slide into my DMs. I will respond. <laughs> it will be me. It will not be a bot. Sometimes I sing. So I love to hear from you. <laughs> I love following you. <laughs> Thank you. Did you like my I did. unboxing I yesterday? Did. <laughs> So 
And for anyone that missed it, if you go to my account, one of my highlights is now unboxing because I'm an influencer now where I, I unboxed a ISO care package that my father left at my apartment complex for me. So go check it out and see what he considered to be the essential items that I really needed to get through this isolation and quarantine. One. I got one yesterday from my mum. Yeah. Did you? Yeah, oh yeah. my god, they're the best yesterday on my story, but I think I'm going to actually include it in my next YouTube video. I think that you should. I think that you should. Bless our parents. It's oh so my funny gosh, what, they're so sweet. Like what they think in the Polish household <laughs> that I'll need. It's a human thing, right? I would love someone with an Australian parent to get their Australian parent to make up an ISO care packing and see the difference yeah. in what they provide. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Thank you so much for coming on and having a chat with me today. And thank you everyone for listening. I hope that you all got some value out of that and we will chat with you in our next episode. Thank you so much for having me and thank you for listening, everyone. Bye.